It's Tuesday, June the 8th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Alzheimer's drug approved and Colonial Pipeline's ransom recovered. First, the world in brief. Regulators approved a drug to slow the progress of Alzheimer's for use in America. Aducanumab, which is owned by Biogen, a biotechnology company, is the first new treatment for the disease in nearly two decades. It has been a bumpy road. Two trials were entered in 2019 because they expected poor results. Biogen later said a higher dose over a longer period seemed effective. America's Department of Justice recovered most of the ransom that Colonial Pipeline paid to hackers last month. The firm handed over 75 bitcoins, then worth more than $4 million, to Darkside after the cybercriminal group crippled its fuel network, causing havoc along America's east coast. The DOJ traced and then seized 63.7 bitcoins, currently worth $2.3 million, following a drop in the cryptocurrency's value. The results of Peru's presidential election remain too close to call. When most of the votes counted, Pedro Castillo, a left-wing political newcomer, holds the slenderest of leads over Keiko Fujimori, the right-wing candidate. Most of the as-yet-uncounted ballots are from rural areas, which are expected to favour Mr Castillo, and from overseas, which will probably go to Miss Fujimori. Early results from Mexico's midterm elections suggested that President Andrés Manuel López Obrador's party held Congress. But the left-wing populist majority looks set to fall, reflecting discontent with his economic policies and his approach to serious crime. Campaigning in Mexico's biggest ever election was marred by violence. At least 89 politicians have been killed in the past 200 days. Republicans in America's Senate promised to oppose any global minimum corporate tax. They deemed it, quote, anti-competitive. At the weekend, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen agreed with other G7 countries that multinational companies everywhere should be made to pay at least 15% to stop money being funneled through tax havens. Two-thirds of the Senate would be needed to bind America to an international treaty. Alternative paths requiring only a bare majority look trickier. America's Supreme Court ruled unanimously that immigrants who entered the country illegally but have been allowed temporary residency for humanitarian reasons cannot apply for citizenship. The Biden administration made the same argument. At a press conference with Guatemala's president, Vice President Kamala Harris addressed would-be immigrants plainly, quote, do not come. Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, and his brother will be aboard the first space tourism flight of Blue Origin, Mr. Bezos' space company, which launches later this month. If all goes to plan, he will beat two other billionaires with their own rival ventures, Elon Musk and Richard Branson, in crossing the Von Karman line, where Earth's atmosphere ends. And fact of the day. Tesla, the world's most valuable car company, is worth more than the next three biggest car makers combined. And now, here's today's agenda. Sitting Ducks. Colonial Pipeline's chief executive testifies. Today, Joseph Blount, the chief executive of Colonial Pipeline, testifies in the Senate. Last month, petrol prices soared and lines formed at petrol stations across parts of America. The cause, Darkside, a Russian-based cybercrime group, had hacked the IT systems of Mr. Blount's company, shutting down the conduit that supplies nearly half of the East Coast's fuel. The company paid a ransom in Bitcoin worth $4.4 million to restore its systems. Although the Department of Justice recovered much of that money, lawmakers remained troubled. 
other critical industries have also been targeted. Two weeks after Colonial got back online, Reveal, another group based in Russia, carried out a ransomware attack against JBS Foods, the world's biggest meat processor. Legislators do not want companies to cough up every time there is an attack. But the government's power to enforce better cybersecurity practices in private companies is limited. The hackers know this all too well. A glimmer of hope. A drug for Alzheimer's. The decision by America's Food and Drug Administration to grant conditional approval to Biogen's drug Aducanumab offers hope to millions with Alzheimer's and millions more who care for people with a debilitating degenerative condition. Alzheimer's accounts for 60-80% to of cases of dementia, which affects an estimated 50 million people globally and, as the risk of dementia increases with age and the world is getting older, is spreading fast. But the FDA's decision is controversial. Biogen itself in 2019 stopped trials of the drug as ineffective before reviewing the data and changing its mind. And last November, 10 out of 11 members of the FDA's expert advisory panel voted against approval. Biogen has to conduct a new trial to show that aducanumab actually slows cognitive decline, as well as clearing up the beta amyloid protein believed to cause it. But at least its approval sends a signal to the pharmaceutical industry that investment in dementia research is not a lost cause. Strong protection. Vaccines and intellectual property. A little over a month ago, President Joe Biden's administration stunned the world by supporting a temporary suspension of the trade rules that protect vaccine makers' intellectual property. That was the easy bit. The harder part is getting all 164 members of the World Trade Organization to agree. Today, members of the WTO's Committee on Trade-Related Aspects of Intellectual Property Rights will convene to discuss whether negotiations over a specific text can start. The 63 proponents, which include America and China, are ready. But opponents, including Britain and the European Union, are not so keen. On June 4th, the EU submitted its own counter-proposal, which would help countries use existing exceptions in the rules to boost vaccine production. That may be faster than pushing ahead with a waiver, details of which will take time to thrash out. Even then, governments would have to update their domestic laws for there to be any hope of a practical effect. Mladic and the myth. A verdict for Bosnia-Herzegovina. Today, judges in The Hague will decide the fate of Radko Mladic, who is appealing over his conviction on several counts, including genocide in 2017 and the life sentence he was handed. The former commander of the Bosnian Serb army was found guilty by a United Nations court for the massacre at Srebrenica in 1995, in which men under his command slaughtered 8,000 Bosniak Muslims. His team seeks acquittal, whereas the prosecution wants to prove that Mr Mladic was also responsible for genocide elsewhere in Bosnia. More than 25 years after the end of the war, there are now two Mr Mladic's, the man and the myth. Many Serbs see him as a saintly defender of his people. Those he fought see him as an incarnation of evil. This is a poisonous division. Arguments about his legacy still cloud politics in Bosnia, Montenegro and Serbia, countries that aspire to join the EU and move forwards without any mutual understanding of what they are leaving behind. Respect your elders. The amusement park. 
1973, the Lutheran Service Society of Western Pennsylvania decided to create a short film to draw attention to the suffering of the elderly. They commissioned George Romero, a young director whose hit debut was also set in Pennsylvania. The organisation was seemingly unbothered that Romero's earlier film was Night of the Living Dead, a genre-defining zombie movie which one screamish reviewer had called a quote, unrelieved orgy of sadism. When Romero handed in his allegorical work, The Amusement Park, the society was alarmed. The story follows an ageing protagonist as he endures a series of increasingly bizarre and unpleasant situations. They declined to release the film, but in 2018 it was rediscovered and remastered. From today, horror fans can watch The Amusement Park via Shudder, a streaming service, which says it may be, quote, Romero's wildest and most imaginative movie. The members of the Lutheran Service Society will be turning in their graves. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Thomas Paine, who died on this day in 1809. Those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.